All right, fellas. Well, welcome back to another episode of American Dudeocracy. Uh, not live. Recording here in the Honey Hut, smoking a stogie, enjoying a nice, cool fall weather. Are we still in fall, right? Yeah, I, I feel it's winter it right is, now. It is pretty darn chilly right For now. For me, yeah. I'm a lizard, <laughs> and I like summer times. Okay. Mayor Dave can't be out clubbing when it's ice. <laughs> Met, you know, when I was listening to uh, one of our prior podcasts, I don't know how we forgot about this. Metro Mayor Dave. Metro. Metro. Yeah. I don't know if I like the Metro part of that, yeah. but uh, you know what whatever. That means, Dave? We love it, Dave. Um, I have a feeling, and I'm not sure if it's uh, appropriate. <laughs> we love the metroness. We don't really know what it means, Dave. We just. It just fits you for some reason. (laughs) It's all that you might imply. (laughs) Whatever you're picturing, it's probably right. Guilty. Guilty. Maybe he's less of a lizard and more of a chameleon. (laughs) Well, I do have my eyeballs that kind of wander around all the time. So for sure. Uh, Just just get Dave a heat lamp next time. Right. Yeah. Just park that little buddy heater right underneath Mm -hmm, him and mm -hmm. fire it up. Get going. Fire it up. Pull my shirt off. I'll get a tan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome kamikaze what's up buddy out you know, uh out landing any planes lately <laughs> <laughs> yes actually landing that's correct <laughs> i'm checked off so that's all good looking to get back up in the air i fly for fun just so people know wanted to do that as a career but uh didn't work out but it's it's fun i sure enjoy it but right now i'm also doing something enjoyable a bathroom remodel. Oh, I wish. Amazing. Yeah. Wish guys, we could help. Dwayne doing scratch, another remodel. Scratch the itch on the remodel. Just <laughs> come on over. I know Matt's kind of doing a yard remodel, but. Install. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You hit the easy button, by the way. You Sod. Got, you got Pedro to do it for you. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did mine the old fashioned way. I had to till it up and rake it and throw seed in. And 20 years later, I have a lawn. <laughs> yeah. So. We we'd been doing that for about three years and uh, <laughs> gave up on that's it. Why finally. we pushed the sod button? <laughs> Insta yard, yeah, yeah. Insta grass, or as my daughter said, I like the yard. I just don't know why we used fake grass. Yeah, turf, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not fake. It's actually real. You got instant turf out yeah, there. That's right. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, fellas, where to today? I know we've got a plethora of things on the agenda. Uh, we'll see where we get lost in in translation today and just let it let the wind blow us wherever it may take us. Well, I think Kamikaze had some ideas here about uh, where he stands with some faith issues. You know, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to do some scenarios, right? Like, say you could ask Jesus anything. What would be like the top top couple things that you'd want to know? from faith like if you, jesus was just here all of a sudden and and you could have a conversation with him how, how would that go Ooh, right man. like well, well how, how i've got a go? i've got a question for him right now why is brandon in office yeah that'd okay be good one. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding he, he'd probably just kidding and say y'all voted for him <laughs> yeah, that's why. Don't look at me. What would Jesus <laughs> say? I got you free uh, choice, y'all. And this is what you did with it. That's right. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a lot of questions regarding uh, maybe maybe the way the world is. Like, why 
what's the purpose of all the chaos? Um, but you know, I, I don't know. That's a very, man, that's a, how many questions do you get? <laughs> yeah, that is so <laughs> true. Quantify. Well, like, what's what? your top mm-hmm. question? But you know, a couple, whatever. Oh man. I, I know. Right. It's, it's a loaded, where would you go? I guess it more points to where your mind is at, right? Like, do you want to go old school? Like explain, you know, can I taste that wine? Could I taste the mana? Right. <laughs> I want to taste that stuff. I want to drink the, the wine Jesus made at the wedding, right? Oh my. <laughs> yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. And how did he do it? How did he, the temptation mm-hmm. 40 day thing, right? How? Right. How, how did he? Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of friends that would probably, uh, one in particular, I was talking to another buddy about this morning, but, uh, you know, pain. Why does God allow, you know, and then dot, 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 dot after that. Yeah. Of course, a lot of this is choice. We talked choice. about the most powerful thing, too, is we choose. But uh, that's a, there's a lot of people with that question. Why does he allow this? And oh, yeah. pain and suffering and so forth. Why is my child the way they are or dead or whatever? And I had a, I had a pretty crazy thought uh, that, that ties into that. I was actually talking to Dwayne a little bit about this earlier. Um you know, one of the one of the big questions that I have is it seems like reading reading through the Bible, God's presence was more common, more present. God God had a, a he had more presence, it seemed like back his presence was known more. How about that? Uh back like in the old testament. And I think a lot of the questions revolve around that, right? Like it, it ties into why is there so much pain and suffering? Why doesn't God interject? Why is there murder? Why is there crime? Why is there, why do these things, why are they allowed to happen? Right. Is that kind of what you were talking about? Absolutely. Okay. I had a, I had a pretty crazy thought, Dave, uh, you know, doing, doing some reading and studying that have been continuing on. And I was actually out for my run doing my, doing my mental mental church as I do my running. And I think about a lot of that awesome stuff and it, it, man, it works pretty good. I, I get so lost in thought sometimes and this is going to make me sound crazy. Um, there was one day I took off and I was going to do a three mile lap around the block and I ended up going like 15 and a half miles before I like snapped out of my funk. and was like, Oh man, I've been gone for two hours. Whoa. Uh, I got to get back. Um, but I was thinking about, I think about these things and I was thinking about the presence of God and, and I think the lack of presence of God here, without a doubt, right? God handling things for us or interjecting, right? And I think that comes down to a simple question. Do we as people, as sinful in nature and as sinful as we are and have become and continue to be, can we even be in the presence of God? Can God even be in the presence of us without affecting his holiness? And what I mean by that is I think as much as we're all like, Oh, I wish God would step in and correct this and fix this. I believe that if 
God were to show his presence or be in our presence, everybody would die. We would. Because in order to keep the sanctity and the holiness of God, God cannot be in the presence of all of this sin. So he would have to wipe the sin out, which means all of us, we would die mm-hmm. in order for God to keep his holiness. Because that is the one thing that above all God's holiness, God's word, God is not fallible. God is not sinful. God is not, God is, God is God, perfect, holy God. So he cannot be in the presence of all of this sin. Well, look what happened when Moses came down uh, after being with God, you know, running through the Ten Commandments and the fact that his face even was glowing. Isn't, am I, yeah. not, am yeah. I not mistaken here? Right. Because he had to put a veil on his face because being in the presence of God and, and Moses had to have his back turned when all this was happening to, to God, too. Well, so and, yeah, a couple of th- thoughts go through my head on that. So to illustrate the example you're talking about, Matt, with how God can't be in the presence of that, you know, he had the temple laid out and then such that the inner holy of holies, they used to tie a rope to the the senior priest that and go, bells. The, the chief priest, so they know that he was still kicking. Because if he if he messed up, if he sinned when he was in there, boom, he smoked, he's dead. They had to yank him out, right? So. Yeah, where he's at in the presence. But Moses had a face-to-face with God. He's the only one the Bible talks about that had that relationship, right? So how did was Moses, obviously without sin during that time, he, he Moses sinned, right? But he had that relationship. The only one, well, I guess uh, Adam too. So I, I think... I think with Moses in particular, I think it was on top of Mount Sinai. Moses was in the presence of God, but God did not show Moses his face. So he had his back to Moses. Well, so Moses f- didn't look face to face. Or he looked at the, the smoke that represented God. Right. Right. Uh, and not- the, the back thing was that he was... Was someone else tucked in the cleft and and God went by and he was allowed to look at the back. Right. Not God's true form. Correct. But I think Moses saw in the temple when he went to talk to to God. The presence of God. Presence of God. Maybe not God's face, but the smoke or the fire were symbolic of God's presence back then. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's what he looked at. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, I don't know. Similar to where we're not able to look at the sun without getting blinded. And that's just a, that's nothing compared to God. But Right, exactly. Well, if you think about, so to use the Mount Sinai in that that example in particular, right? So to, to talk a little bit about what went on for that to happen. So God had spoke to Moses and said, gather all the Israelites. Do not let them touch the mountain. If anyone touches or approaches the mountain, they will instantly die. So he had to bring all the Israelites to the base of the mountain, him included, and they had to, what's the word I'm looking for? Not purify. They had to consecrate themselves in preparation to have their meeting with God. 
right? And then there was thunder and lightning and noise and and fire on the mountain. And it scared the Israelites so bad that they, they didn't want anything to do with that because they knew they would die if they listened to God speak again. So Moses was chosen as a representative. So Moses went up to the mountain, but he had to consecrate himself to prepare for that. And that's what I'm saying. I think we as people, we are so far removed from that. uh, I don't want to, let me think how I want to say that. Moses and the people, the way they lived then was so far less sinful than we are today that we are so far removed from that, that we don't even rate to be in the presence of exactly. God. Well, look mm. at the law right back then. If th- there were so many examples of, if you did this, you're dead. If you did this, take them out into the gates of the city and stone them. Like if a woman was caught having sex without being married, take her out and stone her. Look it's what like, happened to Aiken. Holy cow. There was example after example of rule after rule of you don't give them anything. If they do this, kill them and go. These people, I'm going to give you their land. Go knock them out. Go take take them out. Kill every one of them. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, the, the standard was set so high. And yeah, we are so far away from that right now. Right. Well, and I think. <clears throat> wow. Geez. Excuse me. I think. The idea might have been as God identified the Israelites and he made them his people, right? He made his presence known to them and they were not of many. They were one of the smallest groups on the earth at that point. And he rescued them from the Egyptians, right? Pharaoh. So at that time, Pharaoh on earth, Pharaoh was the most powerful being on the planet at that point. The only one more powerful than Pharaoh on the planet was God, right? And God pulled his people from Pharaoh through, you know, through all the things that that transpired. However, that I think that the idea of that process, Dwayne, was God brought his people out. He wanted them to remain in a state as such so that he could have his presence among them. But as we all, as, as people, we continued to be sinful. So his presence had to be removed for his love of us, because if his presence was not removed, we would all die. Mm -hmm. So his ultimate love for us caused his removal of his presence from us. And that's where he knew Jesus, right? Jesus was there the whole time and the whole plan was to redeem us through Jesus, right? So redeeming us through Jesus gave us the ability for, from the Holy spirit and through Jesus to pray to God, to have God a part of our everyday lives, but the presence was removed and it's, it's kind of a, it's a, and again, these are just my thoughts. Like I, I, I just spitballing on some information and, and, just my thoughts on kind of what I gathered and how it, how it feels. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thought, right? Because Jesus is the only human being and the son of God and God to walk the earth and not, and not sin. So the only human 
to achieve that. And Jesus is in the presence of God. So Jesus is now our savior and our intermediator, if you will, between us and God. But God cannot, like if God were to step, his presence came back to earth right now. Could you imagine? There'd be no one left. That's true. And you know, we are so full of distractions. How many, how much distraction did the Israelites have in the desert when they basically were, you know, working towards the promised land? Excuse me. Even though they wandered for 40 years, it, it, it had only taken them, what, months to get there. But because of their sinful nature and their rebellion, they had to wander for 40 years. But my point is we have so many distractions anymore. We're not, we haven't learned that we need to run to God. There is a very powerful message that came after 9-11 about people running. You know, they were running from the Twin Towers, and it showed that it was a powerful video. It showed people, you know, falling from those buildings, jumping from those buildings, running from this uh, horrible, horrible thing that happened on 9-11. And, and basically, he was talking about they were, we should be running towards God. We don't do that anymore. We are not seeking his presence. And I think that that's a major thing that we have to do on our knees. Right. Well, that that's documented time and time again after they did go into the promised land. God even told them, you guys are going to fail. And he sent the judges, Joshua being the first one. And they kept failing. Then the judges were to come and, and straighten them out. Hey, quit doing this. Repent. And they kept failing. And I think it's, they always fell back to their idol worshiping and pride got the best of them. And right now we don't in America, maybe worship idols in, we the, do. in the typical way. Yeah. Like as far as a golden calf, I don't see many of those, but gold, silver, money, investments, things. Ford diesel truck. Oh man. Did you see that Raptor? The new Raptor? Oh, oh. 80 Sorry. grand, you could have one of the bad boys. <laughs> I think they're like 110. One, oh, for the Raptors? Man, there goes my dream. What, what about a 2005 Raptor? Maybe those are more in my price structure. <laughs> probably get one for probably 700,000 miles. You probably pay 100, you know, probably, probably get it for 35 grand now. It'd <laughs> have three quarter million miles. But no, I, I agree with you 100% but on social that media, yeah. I mean... We're still doing the same things they were doing back then. It's just totally different now, right? So we feel that, okay, I'm not, I don't worship a golden calf. But at the same time, I'm worshiping this, my, my uh, social media or my credit score or how many likes I have on my, that posting or whatever. 401k. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's shifted, right? So we, we need to be more focused now than ever to run back, run back to God now. Right. Well, so as, as an example, right? So the Israelites, like I said, gathered at the base of Mount Sinai. They had that encounter with God. It scared them to death. They elected Moses. They begged Moses to basically represent them. Moses went up to the mountain for 30 days, 30 nights. He was up discussing the commandments and getting the stone tablets. And in that 30 days and 30 nights, just removed, God tells Moses, get down there. Your people are worshiping um <laughs> Idols. A cow. So in 30 days and 30 nights, right? And here we are thousands of years later, removed from the presence of God. 
and look at all of the idolatry. Yeah. Idolatry and sin. Look at, look at how far we've moved from that. So it took, it took the Israelites 30 days to not have someone there to tell them like, knock it off and look what happened. And then Moses came down, right? And they identified it. And then the Levites pretty much wiped out everybody that was involved with that. Uh, but account again and again and again how it happens. And now here we are thousands of years removed from God's presence. And that it makes sense why we are so sinful and so far removed from even the way that the Israelites initially were living. And that was as close as humans in general have ever been to the presence of God uh, from a from a, a group standpoint, from a general standpoint. And it took 30 days. Humanity. 30 days. 30 you know, days. You know what's crazy is... Even with all the, the signs oh. and wonders and things that were happening for them with God and, and 30 days. Yeah, the pillar, uh, pillar of fire at night to warm them in this desert, the, the cloud in the daytime that kept mm-hmm. them cool and so forth. They say, saw all the, these miracles. The, food, the Every day w- reminder re- yes. of the provisions of God. The mana, right? But guess what really is crazy is that we look back at the Israelites and we are so critical of them. It's like, how can these people do 30 days? Oh, my God. We're, we've done it in minutes. Yeah. We do it in minutes now. Yep. You know, so, you know, all these uh, examples in the Bible are, that's us. Yeah. Exactly. We are Samson, so to speak. We are King David, you know, with lust and murder and the Israelites. That's that's us today. That God's given us a picture of what his people went through so that we could look back and not do those things. But we continue to do it because yeah. we're human. We're human. Nature is very. We're fallen. <laughs> Well, it's the devil, right? The, mm-hmm. the evil one is constantly tempting and persuading and convincing you you're worthless. And, and yeah, you got to acknowledge that. It's, yeah, it's very real. Spiritual warfare is, you know, like Paul said, our, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and rulers of this world, mm-hmm. right? They are ruling right now and... You got to be on the defensive. Yep. Know that you're fighting a, a spiritual battle. Yes. In, really in pretty much all cases. And, and but when you boil the things down, there always is a spiritual reason behind it, right? The root cause is it's always that spiritual, right? Absolutely it is. Well, and I, with the presence of God further removed, because it has to be, look at, look at the doors that open up for for the chaos to ensue. Right. And I think that's where it's our duty and our purpose. Our purpose is to live life in a way that we can make God proud, make God realize that we are living to living for him. So with all the abilities in the world to do anything else for us to choose that path is the ultimate praise of God. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it's, it's daily. It's minute by minute. It's, it's hourly. It's, it's a conscious effort. Um, like it just has to be. So I think, you know, one of the quests, I guess, man, that's a very long winded question of Jesus. But, uh, 
Yeah, that would be one of the questions I have is, you know, above all, you know, why? I guess my question would be why? Why allow the presence of evil to be so powerful? That would be a question I would have. If if you could wipe the devil out, why not have wiped them out already? Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm with you. However, that's a, that's a good one. I I can see the benefit, right? Because if and and again, trying to understand God, which is beyond us, but I can understand if 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 God is God, are we really His creation? If He's making us march in line and and abide by every beck and call, then, then we're just minions. Yeah. He doesn't sense. want that. Right. Yeah. So I can understand why, you know, look, the ultimate love is to give you this, what you do with it is your choice. I can't think of a greater love than that. Even if that love creates the ability for people to turn against you. Like that's an amazing love. How sad is that? Isn't it? You know, honestly, I mean, I know that our sins grieve him. And that's why, you know, even Jesus cried out on the cross because God had to turn his back on Jesus for a time being because he bore all of our sins from the past, from the future uh, for our redemption. And it, it did grieve God. And Jesus felt that pain too and and paid the ultimate sacrifice that we enjoy today. Why do we continue in our sin when we know that? <laughs> yeah, and the big difference between us and the Old Testament is we have the Holy Spirit now. Mm-hmm. They didn't back then. That that's an Acts. You could read that when when the Holy Spirit kind of showed up. But we have that. So we, that's inside. If you're saved, you you're sealed, you have the Holy Spirit. And they didn't have that back then. So we should be listening to that. I think that's that, that conviction. That's that, that feeling you get, right? And it's not comfortable if you're doing something wrong. And so, yeah, people kind of shy against that and, and grieve the Holy Spirit too, you know? Mm-hmm. I just Good. think, yeah, people in their, all of us in our egotistical ways are like, how come God isn't more this in my life? And it's like, <laughs> If God stepped into our lives, you're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you may think you want that, but careful what you wish for. Are you yeah. ready for that? Mm-hmm. Like you're right. done. You have to die because you are in the presence of the perfect being and you are nowhere near ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I find sobering too is ultimately we are going to be standing Oh man! Uh, yeah. In front of him, yeah. in judgment, there's two different judgments. There's the great white throne, and then there's the judgment seat of Christ. But when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you escape the great white throne judgment, right? And we are judged basically because uh, on the on the judgment seat of Christ, we're judged on our works after we have accepted Him into our hearts. What what do you do with what you got? Mm-hmm. Is what that's all about. So when we accept him, we escape the white throne, but uh, of course we're judged on our works and so forth. It's not about salvation. We've got our salvation if you accept Jesus in your heart. But those that stand in the great white throne judgment, oh my gosh, great and small, it talks about 
have to stand before him and try to, to how, how are you going to talk your way out of all the bullshit that you have done in life and explain your, you, you won't have anything to say. There is no explanation. Yeah, guilty. guilty. Yeah. You, you guilty will find before out before you ever show up. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's the bottom line, yep. man. But some encouragement, I want to throw out some encouragement, maybe a challenge to folks too. So I was, at a church in Tennessee that was just spirit-filled, amazing church. And the worship leader got up and told a story about how when he was in Bible school, the professor told him to put a timeline of the events in his history. I may mention this a while back. And then put a sticky note next to trauma in life. And he did. He, he put a sticky note to every trauma, traumatic event that happened to him in his life. And he said, go back and put a different color sticking, put a yellow sticky note where you saw God. And he said the correlation right after the traumatic event, there was a yellow sticky note. Right after that traumatic event, there was a yellow sticky note. God is there. We just don't see it because we don't really look back. We say, oh man, I, whew, oh man, I lucked out on that one. Whew, boy, I could have got bit on that one. I didn't. Right, you know, my challenge is to start writing down that stuff, like a, a journal, prayer journal, whatever you want to call it, and then go back and highlight the stuff that you saw God, right? I have a friend that actually turned me on to that part of it, and I've been doing it, and you go back and you can look at all the highlights, like, wow, God is present. He, he Jesus is working right now. He's working in my life, and it's just powerful. It gives you something to look at, something concrete that... This was only only a God thing. God's only answer to why this happened to me, right? Like how he saved me from that or whatever. So that's, awesome. that, that's a challenge, I guess, to everybody. Start doing that if you aren't already. Yeah, some perspective. We're uh, it, It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible, man. And it's like, what a better story. So I guess more encouragement, right? But what a what a is there a better story than someone who throughout their life up until today, even if they've taken the the other path and they've, they've just ran away and they've every reason to be double down on negativity and evil and sin and turn away and, and live a life, a, a dead life and to continue down that path. And if someone has went as, as, ran down that path 99 out of 100 steps and their last step, they take a step toward God. Like what a, is there a more powerful story than that? Like every opportunity has been given to them to continue in the wrong, on the wrong path. And they take that last step. Well, look at the thief on the cross. Yep. That is a prime example yeah. of God's love for us. Today you will be with me in paradise yep. just because he said, remember me, Lord. Mm -hmm. And and God, years and years and years, he gave his life to evil and rebellion and selfishness and pride. And God said, you're, you're in, bro. Yep. You're no one's Crazy. too far gone. Right? Yes. It's, never, it's never, never. never. Absolutely. Never, you didn't commit too big of a sin. It's never too. Yeah. And think of what a, today's the day, right? 
And think of what a blow that is to the devil. <laughs> yeah, right. The devil has oh, given this you 99 <laughs> steps out of 100 down his path. Yep. And that last step, you're like, nope. You know what the flip side on I that is? Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> I think of the other. The thought just hit me. What about that other guy on the. Yeah. You know, that was beside on the other side. One chose wisely. The other didn't. What's his What's his reasoning going to be? Is he looking over at this other guy going, I really screwed up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't think I, I was worthy. I had or, no idea. Yeah. It's incredible, man. It's it's an incredible journey. And and what a... It would be pretty cool. It would be amazing. I, I'd like to sit here and think, I'd have all these great questions, but I'd probably just sit there and cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we are going to be so full yeah. of joy... And just seeing his yeah. face, meeting yep. Jesus, all that stuff is just going to yeah. filter out. We will have no, no doubt. Yeah, that that song will never only be a why. Yeah, that 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 talks exactly about that. Right. Well, I can only imagine what I would do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All these. Yep. You could have all this best laid out <laughs> speeches and plans, and then it just melts. Yeah. But yep. that's. I think that's how it has to be. Yeah. Because yep. what what are you going to say that? God doesn't know. God yeah, knows all. Sure does. So all you can do is just praise. Yep. It's pretty cool, man. Yep. So I don't know, Dwayne. I don't. I guess I don't have a good list of questions. It's just it's a thought provoking <laughs> one, right? That was a pretty big one, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. We talked about the evil thing, and then we kind of answered why. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least gave some thoughts as to why it makes sense that we have free will. So. Yep. Oh, I think that's the beauty of it, man. That's good. That's the beauty of it. I don't know, guys. It's uh it's it's one uh one nice journey. Yep. That's what I'll say. Open lots, your Bible. Lots to look forward to. <laughs> Start reading your Bible. Especially when you accept Jesus, so all good things. That's right. All good things for eternity. Yep. Yeah, spread the word. Spread the word. Open the book. Just read it. Just read it. So, all right, fellas. Well, I guess with that being said, thanks for listening. Yeah. Peace out. Have, Have a great, great day. day.